Ready to put the art in artwork? Check out friend of the podcast Danielle Molman's online interactive series, Crafting Your Artistic Handbook. By the end of this six-week class, you'll have a set of rituals geared towards ongoing artistic growth, an accountability process designed to help you reach your goals, and a sustainable documentation method designed to grow and change as you do. Register and learn more at bit.ly slash originalcastfriend and use the code original at checkout for 20% off. That's bit.ly slash original cast friend code original. This is this. All these tangents are just you being like, I am good with Susical. We don't have to talk about it anymore. <laughs> this is what this podcast is for. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's true. I mean, I, uh, to, I like, it is a it is a tangent filled uh, art nerd fest masquerading yeah. as an NPR. Show. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever my world falls apart, I never lose hope or lose heart. Whatever the form of the storm that may brew, not with you to lean on, darlings, you. With you Hello and welcome to the Original Cast, a podcast about original cast albums and the people who love them. I'm Patrick Flynn. My guest today is a podcaster and performer. It's Brian Plofsky, everybody. Hi. How are you? Great. Great. So, yeah. Brian. That's me. How lucky you are to be here with me. <laughs> you got it right away. Our story resumes here in Midtown Manhattan, where the Circus McGurgus is in full swing. But Ooh. we are here we aren't here to monkey around all for you or tell you how to raise a child. Because I'm having a hunch this episode's gonna be bigger than the people versus Horton the Elephant. This is a hard show to do this for. And we're not alone in the universe because here on Who, we're chasing the Who's when Horton hears a Who. Oh, the things you can think when sentences like, notice me, Horton. Horton sits on the egg nest and tree. Come out of your mouth. That was a threefer. It's possible in McGalliot's pool because we're here to talk about Into the Woods, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, the things you can think. Oh, the things you can think if you're willing to try. Think invisible ink or a kink with a stink or a stare to the sky. If you open your mind, oh, the things you will find. Lining up to get loose. Oh, the things you can think when you think about Sue. <laughs> wait, wait. The, for one, I've never been on the other side of that. Okay, how did that, that was feel? super enjoyable. Oh, good. Also, maybe I'll cut down on my podcast. No, but um, so I sat down to write that. Sure, because I knew you did them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when I did Kimberly's episode, I got every song in. Yeah, I listened to that one, and yeah, I yeah. was like, I can do that with it. Well, first of all, there are thirty songs. Yes, and they don't have any normal titles. Also, you included Circus McGurkis in that, which is not on the cast album, right? And I really appreciate. Yes, that. I thought you would. I went yeah. to the actual song list. The Circus McGurkis. <laughs> I love that song, <laughs> and I'm so sad I can't listen to it on the reg. <laughs> How did Susical come into your life, Brian? Um, so I went. I have a BFA in musical theater from Ithaca College, and uh, that was our freshman musical, and mm. I met all my best friends doing that show. Um, Jay Schmidt, Kimberly's right. uh, husband, um, is my best friend in the whole world. He's the enemy of the show on our show, but like, I'll jump in front of a train <laughs> for him. Um, 
But we, so he and I met doing auditions for college at Syracuse. Oh, wow. And then we met again at Ithaca auditions. And then we met again at Penn State auditions. And months, our our families got friendly, whatever. Then like he went back to Missouri. I went back to New Jersey. Long story short, I get a, we switched IMs, AIMs or whatever. And um, he messaged me and said, hey, um, you might not remember me. I was like, oh, yeah, no, mm-hmm. I do. Muffin Man talking to Frock 527. Nice. And um, he was like, hey, I got into Ithaca. And I was like, me too. And then he was like, oh, I'm living in, you know, this tower. I was like, oh, my gosh, me too. I'm living on this floor. I was like, me too. We were next door neighbors. Oh, nice. And it just and we just became best friends. Right. We were attached to the hip. We were so afraid of everything. Well, yeah. But we were both. Ca- the, the reason I told that story is because we were both cast in Susical freshman year. Mm-hmm. And um, I knew of Susical because I watched the Rosie, the Rosie show. Sure. And Rosie replaced the one one of the replacements mm-hmm. and did a whole episode, maybe two. I forget. About she did a lot of that. I yes, mean, about the Broadway for sure. Yeah, um, but she did one or two full episodes about like backstage at Susical. Oh, you okay. Know, as a kid, this was uh, two thousand. Mm-hmm. Maybe she replaced in two thousand one. I don't. Sure. I don't know what the original's contract was. Um, but long story short, um, kind of all of those things. I have a nostalgia for it. Mm-hmm. I love listening to it. Weirdly, like I love other musicals way more than this one. Sure. Like I, Man of La Mancha is my favorite. Cabaret is my favorite. Um, However, this is the one I always listen to. Mm-hmm. This is the one that's always on my Spotify. This is the one that like I find myself like randomly singing in the shower. Like um, I'll, I'll always, but I'll, I'll sing like here on Who in the shower. Like I, I just love it. <laughs> so I have a nostalgia for it. I it also boggles my mind that the same people who wrote Ragtime yeah. wrote this. That's excuse me. That's what fully boggled my mind about that. There is only one moment. Because I was looking for it. I was. I mean, it's Flaherty and Aaron's, and yeah. like they wrote "Once on This Island." They've written. Did they do? They didn't write "Big," did they? I was no, about that "Big" thing. is not them. I do love "Big." Cross the line is a great Act One closer. Um, <laughs> sorry, that's what this is going to be, guys. By the way, if you don't listen to Broadway, <laughs> so this is this is what this is going to be. Um, there All was right. a song. Dessa Rose. They wrote. Uh, there was a song that reminded me of the baseball song from Ragtime. Uh, it reminded me of what, what a game. game. Yeah. And it was the like the during ragtime we have the it's it's basketball. Basketball. you bastard it's basketball. Kill the traps. What a game. There was a moment somewhere I don't remember where sure, when, sure. that reminded that was the oh I'm looking at the character list, not the song list. That would be helpful. There we go. God, there's just so many songs. Um it might be the military. The military, that's yeah. what makes a boy a man. Uh, two, three. Yeah, yeah there yeah, might yeah. have been a section in the military where I was like, oh, that ticked my ear. Sure, no. sure. We'll teach him fighting and left and righting until he's muscled and tan. A hot, two, three. He's pathetic. A hot, two, three. An athletic. A hot, two, three. But I'm betting we can. The military, that's what makes a boy a man. But other than that, this is like, which is a, which was not a like the same music line. It was just the same rhythm yeah. gimmick. Uh, it is they are chameleon composers. So if somebody comes to me and says, "I hate Susical," I unfriend them. No, I. <laughs> what what else? I mean, Scorcher that, does, that rarely family. happens. Most people are just like, "What?" Yeah, um, I was gonna say. But I, I think that what's interesting about it is that if I didn't tell you 
as a as a casual theater fan, if I didn't tell you that these two amazing people wrote this, one, I don't think you'd know that Dr. Seuss didn't write this. Mm-hmm. And two, that you'd have no concept, except for you hear those little things, that they actually like workshopped this and wrote this. And yeah. It really feels like it pops right off of the page. Like when they say like page to stage, like to me, this is the most accurate version of a page to stage. If you're really trying to capture the thematic elements, the fun, the funkiness, the wackiness, the weirdness of the original concept Mm -hmm. in, you know, the... The, even the stuff that Doctor Who didn't write, like Hop on Pop and you know uh, Red Light Green Light or whatever it is. He wrote Red One Fish, Two Fish, Red Fish, Blue Fish. Yeah, but yeah. but there were some other ones that he didn't write. Oh well, there's stuff that he he wrote, but that's he didn't under draw. his it's, it's the, the Theo Lasig. Yeah, or, so or whatever it is. As the parent of three children. Oh yes, I know what I'm talking. All about. right. Um, yeah, there's there's a lot of stuff that's under. He wrote everything, but he didn't draw it, so and it's it often just, doesn't get attributed. To yeah, him. and yeah. it just feels like it, it just feels like a total encompassing of his portfolio. Mm-hmm. And obviously, there are a ton of stuff cut from this. Even if you look at the tour, what they yeah. redid after that, like so much is cut from that um, to like at least tighten it up and whatnot. And we love all these characters, like you know, even just the mentions of the Lorax. And I know there was a full Lorax scene when they workshopped it outside of New York City and stuff like that, but it just really feels like, it feels like a product of Dr. Seuss. When it, It's funny that you said Into the Woods, and I know we were just talking about Into the Woods, <laughs> but it has an Into the Woods vibe in terms of construction, because it is, okay. I mean, Into the Woods is a lots of disparate fairy tales, brought together under sure, one Sure, okay, roof. I understand that concept. And like, yeah, yeah, yeah. there was a whole Rumpelstiltskin plot in Into the Woods in San Diego that got cut out. There was a whole right. thing with the narrator actually being the baker's son, like, and this whole circle of whatever, that right. got cut out as they're like, so I see, in terms of const- what I mean by construction, when you build this show from the source material, there's so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. you sort of start with way too much, and it's three and a half sure, hours, sure. and then you go, okay, let's trim it. Where are we going to do it? What's the bear? What's, what do we actually And they closed on Broadway and was like, let's tour this, but where can we trim it? Where can we trim it? Even one, there's a one-act version you can do. Now. Yeah, like that's Susan the junior. junior. Right. Yeah, is, is a... Yeah. A lot of schools do that. I think it's a real testament to Lynn Ahrens uh, and her ability to... Oh, big time. To I, blend the, well, the this, Seuss lyrics with to her me, lyrics. To me, this is the closest thing to Schoolhouse Rock that she's done. Mm. Like... Mm-hmm. For those of you who don't know, she wrote most of a ton of the Schoolhouse Rock songs that we know. Yeah, and I feel like this is like her straight up like wheelhouse. I could see her writing this and getting like super nostalgic. If yeah. that makes sense. Yeah, it's really funny if you look at their career. What that, a what a weird career. What it is, and but it's funny that like ragtime is actually the anomaly in terms of uh, subject matter and style, like. The stuff they well, write is, is a lot. I mean, Once on this Island being a, a small exception of this, but like what I mean by that is like Ragtime, uh, one of my favorite musicals ever, is a very sure. serious show, very and a very like heavy show, and has a lot of like what you'd call traditional score right. music. If you don't, if you've never seen it yeah. and have only listened to it, yeah. you think that there are no laughs. Yes, it feels very like oh, it's a broad, super Broadway heavy musical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the rest of their stuff is. Like Lucky Stiff, one my favorite year. Oh, I love my favorite year. Yeah, my favorite year is great. Less like two performances. Right. Like that's the other thing about Flaherty and Aronson because it's also Rocky. Rocky uh, and recent now clo- now not a not a flop. And actually, I just walked past the theater today, and it's so I know it's closing. Uh, Anastasia. Anastasia. Yeah, 
Yeah, um, and so no, there you, you also know. have like things like Dessa Rose, which is super serious, but like didn't make it out. It, right. I think it was off Broadway. Yeah. And you have what um, importance of being earnest is that then? Uh, Man of no importance. Man of no importance yeah, with yeah. like Streets of Dublin. That right, that, right, all right, that. right. Yeah, yeah. They're so it, they're so interesting. Like I can't wait to see what they're going to do next. Because yeah. you just literally don't know what you're gonna get. You don't know which good way they're way. gonna jump. Yeah, no, it's gonna it's it's a really like yeah yeah they have a fascinating career. So I think a, this might be a, a synopsis is in order because yes. people wait before we do a synopsis. I'm gonna ask you a question. Oh please do. When you emailed me, when we were emailing about yes. what, what are we gonna do, mm-hmm. um, you didn't know Susical at all. Not at all. And you've never seen it. Never you seen it. I, I you we already know I love this because like sure. this is the show I chose. Right. What are your thoughts on it? <laughs> I want to know. Brian, this is my podcast. <laughs> no, I'm so sorry. I asked the question. Yeah, we can just at the end. I'm so sorry. No, that's fine. Um, but I've been thinking about this all day. <laughs> I'm like, you know, you know, when you're watching a, you, a movie you love with somebody right. and you can't you put, can like look, at them, look over, look it over look all it over. day, all, all day. We're doing this on a on a on a what, Tuesday today. Yeah. I've been listening to it for like the past week, just like getting ready for you because I know you're going to ask the tough questions about Susan. <laughs> and, and defend yourself. The whole, yeah, exactly. The whole time I'm thinking like, is this going to be like a, I just learned about this and it's amazing. Or is this going to be like, we need to talk about. So Susical. I knew yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> so we, I obviously knew about the show. Sure. Yeah. And I saw their Tony's performance the year it went up. Yeah. And it came, if I'm remembering correctly, at a time like 2000, Pre, this is pre um, pre drowsy chaperone pre yes. book of Mormon. Well, oh, I love drowsy chaperone. I love drowsy chaperone too. But that was on my list. Yes, it was. Yeah, yeah. Uh, ironic musicals are on the rise, but not quite there yet. We're sure. in the adaptation valley. Like everything yes. is a the title. You've heard that if it's a musical that's been produced, you recognize the title. Yeah, and it's going to be a direct correlation to that title, not a take on that title. Right, we're doing properties. Yeah, And like the other shows that were up at the Tonys this year, as I really quickly pulled that list yeah, up. Yeah, sure. I mean, this is the year of the producers. And uh, Class Act, Full Monty, Jane Eyre. I mean, this is like oh, the producers is, is, so is the runaway. Sorry. This is going to be my whole time. Smash. That's what I, I told everybody. They oh, know. They know, well, they know now anyway. And, the uh, better let it go. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> different. Yeah, 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 yeah. Very, very, very different. Very different <laughs> circumstances. <laughs> Not at all. You can't do that in a Disney show. No, no, no. Um, oh, Proof was that year too on the play side. Anyway. Oh, nice. uh, the, oh Tear of the Allergist Wife by Charles Bush. And so the... I knew about this the show, and I was a little at the time at twenty, super snobby. Sure, like you are, and so yeah. At the time, I was like, "What is that?" You know, yeah, Susical. It's a dumb the title. musical. Susical the musical. And I was like, yeah. "Dumb." T- and I'm like, "I'm not." You it, know, you know the things that I think. This is stupid. <laughs> and I wasn't, but now. So what's funny about having listened to it now? I'm really avoiding answering your question. Uh, the is oh, the I know. <laughs> Damn it! It's bad to have a host on the podcast. <laughs> is uh, is like knowing Seuss better now than I did when I was a kid. Three kids from having reading read it to all my kids. I mean, my son, all the places, huge Doctor Seuss fan. So much so that when we were in Springfield, Massachusetts, where he's from, and they have the Doctor Seuss Museum, which if you've never been, no, I haven't. Go, I've only been to the Basketball of Fame. You can go right in the same town. Yeah, you can go. We made a pilgrimage. It's only about. It's like ten blocks from the museum is Mulberry Street, the actual Mulberry Street. Oh, really? And the the Milton Bradley Elementary School, where that character starts their journey home on Mulberry Street. Interesting. And that was my son's favorite Dr. Seuss book was to think that it happened on Mulberry Street. Sure, which great, is great book, great book, dark, 
too. Super like, has dark. A very sad ending. And my son always was very upset by the ending, but loved the middle. Yeah, yeah. I used to be able to do that book by, <laughs> yeah. my, by heart. I can still do The Grinch, and I won't. But so all of that knowledge is in Yeah. It. So I will say the following. I got all of the references, which I wouldn't have gotten at 20. Sure. Which I greatly was like, oh, and I'm like, my ear is popping every yeah, day. Yeah. And like lines come out and tough stuff. And I really love the fact that it actually has a story, which I did not know when I was 20. I assumed okay. it was just a series of songs. Vignettes or whatever. But you can probably tell by my stalling that it kind of washed over me. Yeah. I listened to it three times, which is my standard for every one of these shows. Okay. And for a show I haven't heard. So and can I? Yeah, sorry. yeah. Go ahead. No, I'm so me. interested. <laughs> I'm like, I, so you listen to it three times. Three times. Is there a rubric in your head that you're deconstructing for time one, time two, time three? Uh, no. When I listen to a, a, uh, an album for this show that I've never heard, um, my goal is to listen to it three times. When <laughs> Kevin and I talked about Bear, it's a very long album. I only listened to it twice. But uh, <laughs> yeah. mainly I'm listening to it once just to listen to it. And then the next two times is to see what stands out and what, like what stays with me and to make yeah, sure that okay. opinions I developed the first time are real are real and not just based on what I was doing while I was listening to Absolutely. it that second time. Um, so in this case, like I'm generally working or I'm wa- like today. Oh, I'm listening walking. to more working. Yeah. That's how it works. <laughs> Great album. It's a good album. Both <laughs> versions of yeah, it. Yeah. 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 And uh, so it's a Stephen Schwartz joke. Yeah. And <laughs> we, uh, so like walking around, New York today, it was like listening to this and like I'm walking through Times Square sure. and like yeah, it's you're all like, around me and it's like bound. And that was the the third experience was the best. I was like, oh, this is fun and like vibrant and out in the okay. world. Okay. But like sitting down and I the way I did it the first time, which is the way I approach everything, was wrong, which is to sit down and listen to Susical. Sure. The musical. Oh, yes. And develop that critical air. And that's always how I, when I put on a new album, I try to like sit down and like yeah. really give it attention. And this is a show that I think is masterfully constructed by pros, yes. obviously. Yes. This, to, uh, and I don't yeah. have any actual emotional connection to it at all. Uh, yeah, th- I- I'll, I'll actually totally agree with you. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this musical is brilliant in its construction, in its repetition of themes musically um as well as um emotionally Mm -hmm. um i think that if you don't have a connection directly with the show it washes over you i think it's super fun i think some songs are just some of if if i was if we 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 did an episode of the best aaron's and flaherty songs Mm -hmm. and um so many of the Susical songs came up, but I would never say that like it's a perfect score like ragtime is if that makes sense yeah yeah like all for, for you, on yeah, or, exactly. Yeah. All for you and Salah Salu. Didn't mean to rhyme, but I did. Okay. It's not all hard. For, yeah, I, I know. I know. All for you, Salah Salu. Like Alone in the Universe. That the, is a song I greatly enjoyed. I yeah. mean, even just the way they incorporate everything together. Even the military. Like, there's some really great songs. See, so in there's this. there's there's a moment that I had with the show. Now I haven't seen it, which I always have to give that caveat. Sure. But that, to be fair, I haven't either. Well, but you were in it, which That's is true. deeper than right. Than and I, I never, it. I never swung out. <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, there were moments. The show at its wor- at the moments I, I was going to say at its worst, but that's not fair. Just the moments that I was no, least you could, engaged. Every show has its worst. It does, even if it's like great. But he, yes, well, this is and this is actually Kevin and I were talking about this today too. Is the 
those are the moments I think that actually I love our shows. Oh, I love a show for its failures time. more than I love it for its successes, usually. In the sense that, like, I like the juxtaposition of them, where you can have an incredible song like, um, let's just take "Alone in the Universe." Sure, it's prob. Let's all for you to me. All for you or "Alone in the Universe" is the best song from this album. Sure. And one day soon, I know there you'll be one small voice in the universe, one true friend in the universe who believes in me I'm alone in the universe so alone in the universe my own planets and stars are glowing alone in the universe no one notices anything not one person is listening they don't Nobody knows that I have wings and I can fly. I'll crown the moon and far beyond the sky. Well, someday soon you will hear my plea. One small voice in the universe. One true friend in the universe. Please believe in me. With no questions asked. But then you also have these like weird songs that don't really work. Like having a hunch is super weird and is usually cut from certain versions of the show. Um, but like listening to Aaron's lyrics to a concept that Seuss had is almost 10 times more interesting because we know it's cut than listening mm. to the perfectly executed Alone I, in the yeah. Universe. Right, I see what you mean. Yeah. I see, yeah. I, what, I, what I think it is is the you have to, when you love musicals, you have to embrace, as my director in college used to say, motivate the cheese. You have to <laughs> accept the fact that like this isn't, the chances that this are, there's like five perfect musicals that work top Wait, to bottom. Now you have to, so, what are they? Well, Kevin came up with Gypsy. <laughs> I, I couldn't come up with another one. I would what's, say Come From Way is pretty close. What's that story? Yeah, I would, I would, I would disagree with that. But okay. like, there's well, the, the what point people being, usually say. Yeah, 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 exactly right. But the point being, there are very few musicals because there's so many facets involved. You know, music, dance, kind of thing. Sure, All these hands sure. In the writing and in the production, there's so rare. A that a musical gets finished. B that it gets produced, and then C people it, like it. Yeah, people like it. But then even if they don't like it, let's say screw the people. The uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like for for musicals example, aren't for the people. The, ex- the example I use. With Kevin was that like probably Sondheim's best show from a construction standpoint is Sweeney Todd. Yes, but it is n- very few people's favorite Sondheim show. You probably have a greater emotional connection to shows like Company or uh, for me Sunday in the Park with George. Uh, Merrily We Roll Along is an excellent example of a show that mm-hmm. people love. Deeply, deeply flawed show, and Oof. I yeah. think we partially love it 
the flaws help us love it. We love just like when you love a person, you don't just love their you love their imperfections. Yes. They're little things that they would rather not show yeah. the world. You kind of get you to know. see and yeah. you and you recognize and you love that about them. And this show has a lot of moments for me that feel like the general being the example, being the butter battle, which is one of my favorite Seuss books. Sure. And is a one which I recommend, but don't read it to a kindergarten class like I did for my son, because those kids did not care for it. Um, <laughs> a little, you know, an allegory for atomic war. They did oh, it doesn't work? Right over their heads. Yeah, it was, yeah. It's a dumb kids. Yeah. And, uh, you know, God, kids read a book. Yeah. And kids. Uh, kids. Yeah. <laughs> I was Harry McAfee in high school. Uh, Me too. In middle school. Re- in mi- oh, oh, middle school. Geez, really expending my range. You know what I mean? Jeez, middle school. <laughs> that was the first show I ever did was birdie yeah i love that show that's another one i could talk about for hours really oh yeah oh one loves kiss oh love it so good <laughs> that's a show i would love to see revived in well they're trying to do it for the live thing but right it's... but i want to see it taken out of context of its time period done now with like social media and all of that like i think that's oh i see you want it updated updated yes oh huh. Maybe that's not the point of it. Maybe we write a new one. I mean, well, I Be More Chill has aspects of that in it. I would say the only reason to revive Bye Bye Birdie is if you're going to do that. Because yes. Rosie is a like liberated, independent female character for 1962. But you bring her into 2019. Yeah. And she becomes very problematic. And I think that um, Alfred... It's a very unlikable Albert. Albert. Pardon me. Very unlikable. Albert. Yeah, I had to sing it. Albert. In my head. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Is a really kind of whiny white guy. Oh, totally. And if you update it, then you can maybe expunge a lot of things. Because uh, the songs bang. You're absolutely right about oh, that. Oh, yeah. for sure. It's One a, last a, kiss. You don't you do Jimmy Fallon and you don't do Ed Sullivan or something mm-hmm, like that. Something like, like that. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, oh, I'm really into this. <laughs> I get we're really it. we're working. Fun it. fact about me, I get really worked up about like I, weird um, oh, I know. revivals. <laughs> Like we we came up with some like Urinetown revivals that would like Ooh. blow our would like we get so excited about oh that my kind of stuff. That we just make fun. it up and like in our like the three of us before we even hit record right. we'll just be like okay guys what if Urinetown <laughs> like what we'll does go on and like so good anyway sorry but so to say that like for me I noticed a lot of the like the it felt very horned in to get in a butter battle moment sure um, and there were a few moments like that I did really respect. That they did both Horton stories, yes, on top of each other. There, that it wasn't like that. That we we did Horton Here's a Who, which is obviously the big one, but then the one that I know better, which is uh, the um, hatching the egg. Hatching, Horton hatches the egg, which is uh, there's a great film version of. I don't know if you know this, which is done by Chuck Jones, the guy who did all those great Bugs Money cartoons. Oh, I I know. Mm-hmm. See, I prefer those mm. over the CGI'd. Oh gosh! Yes. One oh my so gosh, much more. Yes. Oh, Similar yes, yes, to yes, how yes, I yes. will watch uh, the what the sixties or seventies Charlotte's Web any day of the oh week gosh. over the new Charlotte? one. Yeah, like Charlotte. life is that. Yeah, like I, yeah, I'm yeah. all about Templeton. Oh, when she dies, it's <sighs> I don't want to talk in that in that version. It kills. It's me. brutal. It's pretty brutal. The voice of the when whoever does that when it's Charlotte. Oh, it's like, oh gosh. gosh. Anyway, kind of oh, wow. Well, you made me cry. It's quite a journey we're yeah, going on here. And, but so to, that being said, like it, there were moments where I was I I, I felt. Gosh, we can move this thing along. Like it's not we're we're kind of dwelling here in this song that doesn't need to be oh, here. This show yeah. has its flaws. Yeah. And I think that a lot of the um the the um the tour really slashed and cut and like 
there are some songs like A Day of Life and the Cat in the Hat is like a useless song. Mm-hmm. Um, there are a lot of useless songs in there. But I, it's funny. I'm actually, I mean, maybe it's because I just like musicals, but I'm really drawn to the ones that move the plot, obviously. Mm-hmm. Like even stuff like um, the Egg Nest and Tree stuff. Yeah. Or um, uh, Jungle of Newell. Or one of my, my favorite bop in the whole song is by f- like no questions asked is um biggest blame fool Is so good. The, the sour kangaroo just riffing on that is so amazing, and it's just like I don't know. It, it makes and this is weird, but it makes making fun of somebody or isolating somebody seem fun, and I think that that's a good thing because then when you hear Horton's side of the story, mm-hmm. it makes the Alone in the Universe so much more powerful because all of a sudden you're like you're like biggest blame fool and then jungle of new mm-hmm. and like she you know and she keeps going and the wickersham brothers comes in and like ha left a voice ha left another ha 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 left the wickersham brothers and you're so excited it's so fun but like especially when you're not watching it you can't see it's very similar right. to like cyberbullying in a way this oh okay is, because like yeah yeah when you're listening to the album you can't see horton's reactions right but you hear horton's reactions in solace salute the lullaby he sings in the, his willingness to help the who's in alone in the universe obvi- like the obvious song mm-hmm. um his because he's so focused on helping these who's he can't even see gertrude right like i mean no, notice me horton is a is a that is a now, heartbreaking. That song. was a moment where I was really consistently impressed. Yeah, dramatically speaking, mm-hmm. with like the idea of the character singing Gertrude McFuzz singing "Notice Me, Horton," yeah. and he's singing at the same time. The world would be a better place if people would just stop and notice things once yes. in a while. And you're just the what's a great song earned ironic dramatic irony yes. in that moment is it, it knocks me down and it's so well done to your point earlier about the emotional impact of the show overall because because you go into this knowing what dr seuss's themes were right you go into this knowing what it's going to teach you yeah like you know like that's it's, a good point yeah it starts with like a little kid being like what's this hat right. like oh my god and the cat's like it's me the guy on the hat yeah. and then like you're just like <laughs> okay here we go right. you know like it's like it's like when you're up at the top of a roller coaster, you're like, I know what's coming. Like, right. let's just get this over with. We need to go through this. And then, like, it starts to go. And I think that a better version of the show or a different version of the show really cuts down the story and really focuses on the Gertrude, Maisie, Horton, and Who's aspect of things. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, but because you can't not do... We this have to do plot line and this plot line, you like, have to bring in the Grinch. If you're talking about the Who's, you can't ex- talk about the Who's exactly. and not talk about the Grinch. Like, so those those moments of of what you would call like lip service, I totally understand. Mm-hmm. They were moments where I'm like, you don't, I don't, I don't want this, but I understand why you can't, you can't skip it. Mm-hmm. It was more the moments like, you're saying, is this oh, ep- is this episode the People versus uh, Susical people Musical? Versus- <laughs> 
<laughs> people versus Brian Bob. Yeah. The Who's versus Brian Bob. Yeah, yeah. Uh, could be. I'm not going to. I mean, also, this is the first time that the concept of the Who's are so much smaller on a different world than like the Horton world. Yeah. Like really hit me. I was like, wait oh, a really? second. I was like, wait a second. The who's are tiny. That's the yes. The, it, well, that's the funny thing about when you put these stories together. That because that, yeah. like as somebody who's read them over and over again, right? When you you start to notice things like that, they're like, wait a minute. If those who's are the same who's, then as that the Grinch who's, then the Grinch is living on a speck on a mountain, and then it makes you think like what what Horton is watching us on Earth, right? Like then like it gets Men, men in Black. In black style. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly, yeah. Ryan's belt. Right, yeah, it yeah, does. Yeah, yeah. And you're just like, oh, okay. Yeah. It does. He, you know, he does go back to, and I don't know if that's his intention or if he just likes the sound of. You know, yeah, Seuss has a lot of stuff because he also uses a lot of names over and over again. Like, uh, well, Maisie is the name of the bird in in Horton Hatches mm-hmm. the Egg. Is also the name of the protagonist in the last thing he ever wrote, which is this thing called Daisy Head Maisie, which is nonsense uh is not very good and i don't think he finished it I think glad they didn't it. include it they did not yes. and i was a little concerned when i saw Maisie <laughs> and the thing that that's oh, where that oh. was but it's i forgot yeah the bird's name is Maisie. Uh, just um, a shout out to dr drake by the lake love him <laughs> <laughs> call me uh, <laughs> yeah don't at me <laughs> <laughs> so i i there's and there's a i noticed in um Watching for uh, for those of you who are patrons, patrons will know about our episode on the Five Thousand Fingers of Doctor T, which is about a character named Terwilliger. There's also a song he wrote called "Uncle Terwilliger Waltzes with Bears." There's certain words that he goes back to, yes, a lot because they're great words and names. And I so I don't besmirch him that, but it you end up yeah, when yeah. you read his canon back to back going. God, oh, are all these the same people? I guess yeah. they are. Like I guess you know. When, well, I love. I would have loved to have. <laughs> I would have loved to have been a fly on the wall in their research sessions. Oh, just wow, like yeah. really going through and like I can imagine them with all the books in front of them and postcards on walls, not postcards, uh, index no cards, cards on yeah, walls yeah. or maybe postcards. I don't know Good. from Salah Salou. Yeah. And um, just like seeing how they were like, OK, this needs to be done. This needs to be done. We really love this song. It isn't getting cut. It has emotional like. Yeah, I would because that's putting together a show like this is probably so different from putting together a a show like Once on This Island. Oh gosh, yeah. you know, and I real or even Anastasia, even though it was done for film first, right? Um, because you have to do obviously do your research for the history of it, but you know, I, it just it's so interesting to me, and I, I just. Uh, bringing up a point you said earlier it's like it kind of washed over you mm-hmm. um me too ish mm-hmm. i have obviously very deep nostalgia connections to this as- outside of the actual content but like it just it's just a nice song it's just a ni- some it's a nice collection of songs for me that where i can shut my brain off mm-hmm. where like if i if i listen to sunday in the park with george or even west side story or Cabaret or Man of La Mancha. Yeah, the score like, doesn't let you relax. It doesn't, and, yeah. and I love that about It's not those. supposed to. Yeah, right. So I do think, though, we should like quickly Let's, tell people what the plot of this show is. Don't, without going into too much depth, because it is, like I say, I didn't know it had a plot when, right, I, when right. I started with it. And so, and now knowing it has a plot, if I'd known that, I wouldn't have been quite as dismissive, because I assumed it was simply like a jukebox yeah. musical R- of Seuss, R- Seuss Right, Seuss right, right, right. Which is not what this is. So... 
Am I doing this? Yes, you are. Okay, cool. So you're the guest. Remember, yeah. you're oh, the guest. I know. I'm the host. I get confused. Like, where am I? <laughs> I've been kidnapped. Everyone help me. Um, so uh, it start. I was about to start with long story short. <laughs> Too late. <laughs> it's Seuss. Um, I know. It's Seuss. Um, so it starts out with a little boy on stage finding this hat. Can the hat comes and was like, hey, what's in your imagination? Let's get this going. Um, so we're introduced to, uh, he creates the jungle of Newell. We're finding that Horton is, it's the 15th of May in the jungle of Newell in the heat of the day in the cool of the pool. And um, he's in the, uh, basically everyone's making fun of him. He finds this clover. Um, when he, he thinks he hears a who, a voice, mm -hmm. um, everyone's like, you crazy. Right. And he's like, no, I'm not. And, um, so, and then they, they, they cast him off. But then you have, um, Gertrude, um, there once was a girl bird named Gertrude McFuzz. Right. Um, His and next door neighbor. exactly. And she loves Horton and wants Horton to notice her. But there's also this other bird named Maisie who has these beautiful tail feathers. All the boys love her. All the, 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 the birds are into that. Um, there are also Greek choruses. There's like a thousand Greek choruses in this. There's the girl birds. There's the Wickersham brothers. Um, and so she decides to go to Dr. Again, shout out, Dr. Drake by the Lake. Right. Uh, to get her uh, tail more amazing and, and crazy. Um, so long story, sh <laughs> long story short, we're, we're not even like through like 10 minutes of this show. Um, so Horton, um, so then, so that's, we set that up. Yeah. Um, then you, we find Jojo. So the boy from the beginning becomes Jojo. Mm -hmm. Um, Jojo's parents are the mayors. Who is of, a who? Right? Who is yeah. a who? So he's very, very small. Living on the spec. Right. Yeah. Um, and his parents are the mayor and mayoress. Um, and basically. Everyone hates me. <laughs> um, uh, and so long story short I keep saying that but like this is a very this is like a 40 song musical yeah yeah um, so he is uh, this is like a test I'm so nervous um, basically he gets in trouble at school his thinks are keeping him mm -hmm. um, thinks are bad yes his imagination is bad right um, so his parents are mad at him he sings Miguel gets pool he floods the house and essentially he gets sent to military school. Right. I'm going to keep going with this plot line. He's sent to military school. He's super lonely. He sings alone in the universe and him and Horton connect. It's a beautiful moment. Yeah. And then he goes to military school. Uh, he ends up going into battle and they, he blows up and they think he's dead. And then he sings having a hunch and basically the cat in the hat's like use your things to get home and he sings having a hunch and it's kind of a weird not good song mm -hmm. and he finds his parents at the end um and they're like hey jojo we're so sorry you can think all the things you want so now rewinding up, right horton hears a who and he wants to help these people um he long story short he loses the he loses the clover right. or the clover is taken from, from him, him. Yeah. Um, by Vlad Vladikov or by the Wickersham brothers who gave it to Vlad the Vladikov, Vladikov. Oh, again shout out great character don't at me and he uh, essentially um, gets captured while searching for it and chasing the who's um, big big closing act one yeah <laughs> um he is captured by hunters who sell him to a circus well he's roped into sitting on Maisie's egg this is where oh, we that happened before yes. oh right because he's in the tree yeah and so, he can't move yeah that's why the hunters so got Maisie's he like hey i know you lost your clover but like right. i had an egg i want to go to miami like right. here's an egg please sit on he's like sure well you know I'm, right. i'll help you person's a person no matter small and he sits on the egg and um, is taken to the Circus Magurkus, right. which is not in the show, uh, in the, on the in album, album. But it is in the show. Great song. Yeah. Uh, not a, it's a fine song. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's a cool scene. Um, uh, 
Um, and then he essentially, um, fast forward, he is saved by Maisie. Right. Um, so there's a song, Notice Me Horton. He's saved by Gertrude. Gertrude, excuse me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Maisie comes back and is like, eh, I don't really want to take the egg from right. you. Like, I'm good. But Gertrude finds him. Gertrude actually goes through all the clovers, finds his clover, right. goes to him and sings All For You, and I found your clover too. Oh, I'm going to goosebumps so good. Um, and uh, they basically like team up. Um, he's put on trial to see if he's like crazy. Yep. And um, and then that's where all the stories really intersect. Um and basically, he's put on trial. They're like, we don't believe you. And then JoJo leads the Who's and screaming yop, the obvious word to scream. Right. Uh, and your little turtle's like, order, order, order yeah. in the court. And basically, um, everything is happy. The egg hatches, and uh, it's elephant birds right. because, like, you know, that's how biology works. Right. And uh, and then everything's happy. And then you get to the. Uh, um, the bows and they sing a funny version of Green Eggs and Ham. Right. Which they tease earlier, which I agree. They do. They do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They tease it in a little moment. Yeah. Yes. And that Horton plot, all that stuff about like boiling the clover and the egg being half bird, half like that's all Seuss. That's all straight yes. out of those books. Like, And they really just put those two Horton books on top of each other. The, the Horton stuff is the strong, the, the Horton yeah. Jojo relationship with the Maisie mixed in is, mm. excuse me, Gertrude mixed in yeah. is by far the strongest yeah. Of this entire show. Yeah. Um, and and the other stuff is fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, I recognize that I mean, it's... the JoJo plot is very Seuss. Yeah, It's yes. a Seussian plot. Oh, it is big not, time. Yeah, right. Right, right. Um, and so I, I just... Uh, I reckon... Like, I've said this a couple times. I recognize this show's flaws. Like, but there's something magical about this show for me mm-hmm. because it just reminds me of, like, my first experience at school and like oh sure choosing this as a profession getting to know everybody um you know really finding my place in that department and committing to that department and it gave me a sense of pride as a freshman to be in the show and in the show not uh an understudy or a swing or whatnot like would I have been perfectly happy and proud to be those 100 percent right but it was something really nice about being like being told to hold in tech, like yeah. um, watching Jay get st- stuck in a tree. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> a story he's told a thousand times a, on two different podcasts. A thousand times, <laughs> uh, just hanging around. Yeah, uh, no, it's he, but yeah. I don't know. It just brings me a lot of good memories. And when I listen to it, I just those memories come flooding back. It's still Aaron's, and it's still Aaron. The at the at the end of the day, it's still Aaron's and Flaherty. Yeah, and they know what they're doing. And the the fact that Agnes and Tree comes back a million times with different lyrics, or the Bird Girls come back and sing different lyrics, um, I don't know. There's, it's funny. I don't, except for maybe Kevin Kevin Chamberlain and a couple others. Um, I don't really know who's singing these songs because yeah. in my head, it's the people I did the show with. Right. You know, like, um, and so that to me is except for cat in the hat because i've watched um the only i remember it's david shiner because he did the bill Irwin. he and he's a super famous clown that's who that is he's a super famous clown he's amazing yeah um it's it well he did yes there's uh, what's it called with the hats yes 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 top hats i know know exactly what you're talking about we'll click on his name big hats big hats some set of hat full moon well it wasn't on broadway it was off broadway okay Shiner. Hat. Hat. If I could spell. 
add Bill Irwin into this Google search to make sure I don't just get like, old hats. Old hats. Old Look hats. At you right before oh, it came in on Google. Under the wire. You got old it. Old hats is incredible. They're, mm. The clowns are incredible. He's the reason I wish I'd seen the original cast. Mm. But um, that's good casting. Yeah, yeah. but like, but then casting. you had like I think Sandy Duncan did it, and um, uh, obviously Rosie, Rosie O'Donnell did it, yeah. did it. and like it's almost like, you know, when you're doing a puzzle and little pieces come together and you're like, oh, Susical means more to me than like, you'd think it would be in like an entire puzzle of my musical theater background. But like, it would take up a big piece of that puzzle based on the small pieces. Well, and I have to say, even though I don't have a, like any kind of connection with the show, one thing I greatly respect, and I've said this, it always sounds like a backhanded compliment when I say it. I but can't I, wait. But I mean it. Sure. I've said it about a few shows. Yeah. Is that this show is better than it has to be. Yes. This show is a Dr. Seuss adaptation. Totally. It'll run. Like it, it didn't run that long, but like it'll tour. It'll sell. Like we we don't need Flaherty and Aaron's. We don't need right. a plot. We don't need all this stuff. But they took the time to make it a show. Like you could have popped in your mean one, Mr. Grinch. You could yep. have like re- all kinds of ways totally. you could have done this as a property exploitation move. And yes. it would have been just fine. And because it's still Seuss, like it still has that that artistic underbelly to it. And these two people really went, no, if we're going to do this, let's do it correctly. Mm-hmm. And I really appreciate that a and, lot. In some of the original readings, Eric Idle of Monty Python fame played the cat in the hat. That makes perfect sense. So like, exactly. Right. Like, you could see where they were coming from. Seussical also, I think more than a lot of musicals, directed towards who knows, question mark. Sure. Um, I think it does an exceptional job at making kids... One, see themselves on stage and, oh, sure. and validate their own imagination. Absolutely. Um, and and it, it it shows that they're not always right, but that there's validity in what they're thinking. And I also think that, like, this is extreme, but on a Pixar level, it allows the appearance to at least be like, like you said, it's it's better than it has to be. Well, yeah. And I think like parents can go in and be like, my kid is is learning morals, is learning lessons, is learning ethics, is learning empathy from especially songs like, even if the kids don't pick up on all the the specifics of Salah Salu or Alone in the Universe or even um, All for You or Notice Me Horton, they are kids absorb the energy of it the 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 concept it's supposed to be putting towards them and i think that the parents can understand it on a totally deeper level and they will get all the seuss references as well as the kids and i think it if anything theater should be the starting point of a conversation and at least i feel like this gives kids and adults a place where they can meet in the middle and be like hey why why was horton so sad mm-hmm. or like and you can explain sure. and without going into like birds and the bees or like any of that stuff you can actually have a conversation about like human emotion and i think the songs especially flaherty writing them and and a lot of aaron's uh lyrics like convey the feeling of the characters through those chords through those progressions through the repetition of them in certain moments and even though it's probably long for an attention span for a kid at some points obviously i think that there's a lot a kid can really absorb from this and um and as a person who has nostalgia directly sewn into it um and i don't like necessarily pick up on the morals anymore because i know them because i'm because i'm a monster right um (laughs) but like walking on the street like or when i go running i always listen to biggest blame fool or like 
alone in the universe, like whenever it comes on, like I have to skip it because I know like in two minutes I'm not going to be okay. Right. Like uh, that's powerful to yeah, me. Yeah. You know, as opposed to like listening to like Golden Helmet of Membrino from Man of La Mancha. <laughs> like, you know, like. Night of the Woeful Countenance. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. hail Night of the Woeful Countenance. Yeah. Yeah. I, I will say I will a thousand percent take my kids to see this. If it comes to town, if somebody's doing it, sure. I will eagerly be like, oh, we should go see Susical. Yeah. And having is this is this a song you would like play in the car for them to listen yeah, to? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's great for that. Yeah. And and do it eagerly. Like I say, like it washes over me. They'll they'll rock to it. And, for sure. And it'll be for, and there's a lot for them to sing to because they'll recognize the melodies and some of the like egg yeah. nest and tree aren't hard lyrics to re- repeat. You know, I, I just, they love Seuss. I mean, they're you know yeah. even my two year old girls who love stuff like they, ten they, apples they up on sing top and Seuss then, a million times in the show. Seuss, 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 Seuss. But yes, I would absolutely, I would eagerly take my kids to see this. I would, I would uh, play it for them in the car, 100. It, it's a yeah. yeah, it's a it's a good show for that, and, and mainly because I think it and something I strive to do when I write family theater which is it's better than it has to be yeah it it really makes an effort to write a genuinely good broadway musical that has subject matter geared at kids not a kid show it's not a, a as you say pixar it is not a dreamworks show which is yeah, just like it's not a it's a it's a fluffy piece of nonsense with fart jokes and dick jokes for the parents. Sure, sure. It is a real like genuine we're going for real emotion with real pathos it's like, and real characters. It's like a hot take it's like if Shrek was made by Pixar. Mm. Okay. Is, is that? Yeah, I get that, you on that. Does that understand? Yeah, that yeah, I got you. I follow yeah. that. I will, um, I'll go there with you. Okay. I pr- thanks. I thanks. was gonna say, are you gonna take on Shrek the Musical? That was what, you know because it's also Shrek the Musical is another one where it's like, what the Janine hell Tessori? do you mean that Fun Home wrote Shrek? Like that. You want to talk about a career where you're just like, Ooh. I'm sorry, she wrote the scores to which shows? Yeah, now exactly. Let's take a step back. Yeah, yeah. What? Yeah. Thoroughly Modern Millie and Shrek and, and Fun, Fun Home, Home and, and Violet yeah. are all written. Didn't, is she Carolina Change? Yes. Like, what? Mm-hmm. Crazy. Crazy to me. Crazy. It, it I is, love Violet. Yeah. Um, I love Janine Tesori. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah me yeah, too. Just, Fun absolutely. Home. I could have sat through another. Like, when it ended, I was like, no, I, I know yeah. this is an oh, intermission, but like, I need this I, to be intermission. Yeah, 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 yeah. You already told me what your favorite song is, which is usually my closing question. But I will just say that this was fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Wait, what did I? Uh, 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 well, you said Alone in the Universe is, is the best song in the show. Do, actually, yeah. What is your favorite song in the show? I think my favorite song on the show is a tie for two different reasons. Definitely Biggest Blame Fool. Mm-hmm. Just because like, ooh, it's a bop. Yeah. I love that. Like Jungle of Newell into Biggest Blame Fool. Like all of that is spectacular. But All For You just breaks me, like, breaks me every time. One more thing. It took me seven weeks, but I found your clover too. When she's 
she's like, I did this and I did this. It was all for you. And it's it's a little bit of sad of a song because like her life was dedicated to this. And like that kind of breaks my heart. Like in, in the same way that like she it's part of her journey to find self-acceptance. I don't love that she finds self-acceptance by like Horton noticing her. Like, right. That's not great. But the all for you song in general, um, I mean, because Notice Me Horton was sung. Um, and like the end where it's like, I found your clover too. It's just like, I don't know. It's beautiful to me, but I also recognize its flaws in today's, like if this, like in today's world, if that makes I sense. I would say I agree. It is not wonderful that the female character is doing all these things for the male love interest, mm-hmm. but I will, as the cisgendered straight white man, I'll allow it. Mm-hmm. I would defend it on the basis that one of Horton's problems is that nobody likes him. And he does Fair. all these things for other people mm-hmm. all the time, and it gets him screwed every single yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. So to have a character say, I did it, you know, you, I did it all for you. Yeah, 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 yeah right, right, right. So, obviously. Yeah. But like for have her say that sentiment specifically, like, no, I did all these things for you, giving him then the feeling of like, I have somebody in my corner. Sure. And at my lowest moment, I can keep going. It's worth it because I did this for them. She did this for me. Like it works. We can get there for each other. We can figure this out, which then propels us to the finale. Right. In a really interesting way. Yeah. That she has. So I think that for a character like Horton, who is so desperately alone and just wants. They're both alone people who really do need each other in, in the, who need to be dependent on each other and whatnot. But well, her voice on that is so good. It's so good. It's just like, who is that? It's, it's just like a, I don't know. They're really good at writing songs like that. Mm -hmm. Like, this is, this is, you might want to cut this because this might be stupid, but I'm going to say it out loud. Like, back to before, mm-hmm. maybe this is not right, but back to the before, like, they're so good at those character songs at the end of shows. Sure. And back to the before is back to I mean, before, back before is, is, is one of, like, yeah, w- w- it's a career song. Yeah. I mean, I mean it's, yeah. it, realistically, that's, I mean, I think that prologue is their best song of all time. But nothing gets me pumped. Like yeah, no, like time. it is remarkable. Like on the way to the gym, I'll be like, in nineteen, I'm just like, I'm in. Let's do this. Father built the house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm like, yeah, he did. And now I'm gonna run two miles. Yeah. Um, but I, yeah, I, I, the best song is "Alone in the Universe" without a question. Mm-hmm. Um, my, I think my favorite song is "Biggest Blame Fool." Mm-hmm. It's just like, oh, it's so much fun running to it. Is so easy. Yeah. Um. Oh, it's great. I love that. <laughs> this was fantastic, Brian. I hope it Thank lived you. up to your expectations. It did. I hope you can use mine. any of this. Oh, like, it's all usable. Yeah, it's all I mean, content, Brian. That's what, that's, what they, that's what guests always say to me. I was like, I'm going to say it to him. This July, we're doing yeah. a live show oh. uh, at uh, 54 Below. Oh, my. Uh, we're doing uh, that. That's going to be a full broad-waisted episode. Um, I'm not going to say who the guest is now. Um, when this comes out, we may need to like put it in here. Sure. But yeah, uh, um, yeah. We're, so uh, check out tickets fifty uh, four below dot com. Get tickets there for that show. Um, you can listen to Broad Wasted every Tuesday. We have a new episode. Um, um, iTunes, Spotify, probably all the same places you are. You can find us. Um, and then we have a Patreon, but um, that's cool. Uh, 
Yeah, I mean, we're you guys all, are so laissez-faire about your Patreon. It's yeah, we're like, it's cool. Me. Like, join it. If you want the like, content? Cool. Like, if not, like, you get the free ones on Tuesday. Like, we're I, not like keeping anything from you. And I'm you. always being like, please subscribe to my <laughs> Patreon. <laughs> well, the I have children. Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> Patreon's super cool, and we're we're new at it. You're a little bit yeah, more I've been into doing it for a while. Yeah. Um, what we we don't, and I I'm sure you have the same like philosophy. I, I, we literally want it to be additional content. Yes. Like it is like, we don't want you to feel like you have to subscribe to it yeah. to get the full broad wasted experience. Anything, right. Yeah. Um, you know, there are obvious different things like, like I watched, I'd never seen, uh, weirdly, I'd never seen Moulin Rouge before. Oh, right. So like they made, they sat me down and forced me to watch it. And like, we had that conversation, but, um, like little things like that. Yeah. Like it's it's more like uh like Easter eggs. Like yeah. you can hear me in multiple episodes. Oh, I've never seen that. And like this is me seeing or whatever. But right. um, um, we just want you to listen on Tuesdays. Truthfully, our like mission statement is like we just want you to laugh mm-hmm. and we, about niche things. We want to yes. make you laugh about niche things. About very niche things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, about, yes, yes, yes. And drink. And oh yeah. And play games. And that helps. And yeah, yeah. Well, we want to take our guests and not feel like you're listening to like interview with them because you can find that elsewhere and they're amazing that? yeah i know right <laughs> <laughs> and, they're, and they're amazing and you can listen to those but we also we want you to be like oh like this person i saw on this show is super cool and like right. they didn't even sing you know like on the Which podcast I, I will say your, your your episodes that i enjoy the most are those i'm like god that's a cool person like, yeah that's fun and yeah. the next time i see them in a show i'm gonna be super glad that i heard them on <laughs> totally on your show yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah okay that's fun i mean it helps that like we have a cool network of people that like like us i don't know why right but like that's super nice and like ithaca honestly like the ithaca mafia as we're called like right. has afforded me a lot of opportunities to just like hang out with my friends um and while recording it um but um I've gone too long about Broadway. Said so you probably listen to it anyway. Um, I hope so. Yeah. Um, I've told you to. And yeah. You always do what I say. <laughs> so go. Um, yeah. Just listen on Tuesdays. We and and uh, fo- oh oh follow us on social media. Right. That we love at Broadway at Broadway did on right? everywhere yeah. where yeah, we branded across platforms. Um, follow. Go to our Facebook group. I think Kevin runs that. Who you've yep. heard on this or will hear on this, whichever right. one happens. However, I don't know how I'm going to. Yeah, that's that fine. Yet. It's yeah. uh, alphabetical. I would uh, lose. Um, or it depends how you go. I was going to say first name. You yeah, would, yeah. Or right. but show. alphabetical by show, you lose again. Yeah, yeah. Yes, um, um, yeah. That's all I got. That was long, long and ongoing. But uh, that's great. Oh well, that's, no, we've been so succinct. I got, up I've got point. one more. Oh my god! If you haven't already, listen to Suzical. <laughs> Just you like, can find it on YouTube. I will like. I'm not a huge. Um, uh, it's, it's on the whole thing's on Spotify too. If you on have Spotify it, too? yeah, yeah. I. It just brings me so much. Similar to what we try. Oh yeah, I got it. Oh wow. Similar to what we try and do with Broad Wasted, we just want to make you smile and laugh and like just have an hour of enjoyment in the crazy world that we live in today. Suzical brings me that joy over the hour and x amount of time that it takes up. Um, I listen to it more than I probably need to or should or would want to mm-hmm. um but i just it brings me so much joy and even if it's not susan like I'll, let me i'm gonna change my opinion listen to susical obviously but like if something in the park does it for you like listen to that and just smile like I, i'm down <laughs> just listen to musical theater come see a show right goldstar.com <laughs> backslash <Broadway's it. laughs> if they're still sponsoring <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah exactly exactly <laughs> um thank you so much <laughs> I appreciate this. This was really fun. This was a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
too much fun? The original cast is produced and edited by me, Patrick Flynn. The original cast is on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at OriginalCastPod. You can follow me, Patrick Flynn, on Twitter at UnknownPenguin. Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts from the convenience of your iPhone and or check out the original cast on Stitcher if that's how you get down. My thanks to Brian Plosky for coming down and talking to me today. I'm Patrick Flynn, and I can't. I have rehearsal. I've got you to lean on. Um, oh man, I don't even know what we were talking about anymore. <laughs> and that is this podcast, yeah. a thousand percent.